What's up, everybody? Welcome to Advice Not Taken. I'm one of your hosts, Jamie Kilstein. And I'm Madeline Griffin. Uh, hi. Hi. You just brought up, uh, well, okay, hold on. Freeze. Couple things. Um, we were just talking about if I shit my pants. And then uh, you brought up Valentine's Day as well. <laughs> and then um, I... Shit your pants on Valentine's I Day. You're already my, planning uh, to shit yeah. your pants this Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I feel like we... Because I didn't, I didn't write down Valentine's Day. But you brought up that it's Valentine's Day. We have a mental health podcast. We should probably just talk about Valentine's Day. And I feel like all of my other things. Valentine's Day kind of ties into the stories I have, although yours is a much sweeter idea. Mine, I had stories about porn and what is too young to, what is too young to fuck? God, I'm tired. Age Which gaps. ties into my question, what species What's, am I trying to date at this point? Guys. Because this one hasn't worked for me. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so what was This your, is going to be a sad episode. What was going to be your Valentine's Day? No, uh, you can bad cop it. I'm going to good cop it because, no, I guess it's going to be sad. The, the <laughs> Valentine's Day used to be, I used to put so much pressure on that. And I used to put so much pressure on like birthdays and stuff like that. And then my first Valentine's Day single as an adult was over lockdown. And my second Valentine's Day alone is going to be next week. And I'm just making them fucking awesome. But, like, tell me when you said, hey, let's talk about Valentine's Day, what was on your mind? Besides just, like, marketing. Marketing wasn't on my mind. And fun for you that you've had two single Valentine's Days. I've had one Valentine's Day where I've ever been with someone. With someone. And it was very sweet. Yeah. But. Were you, like, 16? (laughs) No, this was last year. Oh, okay. So he did great. Good. Um, No, so. I'm single and uh, painfully. Yeah. And, oh, no. <laughs> and um, a friend of mine yeah. saw this event that's happening in Austin for singles. Yeah. For like conscious singles who want to meet other conscious singles. Listen to me. Unless you're going just for material on this show, that sounds like a living hell. Okay. So agreed. And it's going to be a lot of dudes with big hats. This was literally, okay, so so <laughs> conscious singles. I identify as a conscious single. Me too. And the idea of meeting conscious single men makes me want to fucking barf in my <laughs> mouth. I'm like, I don't think I want to meet any of them. I think we're no. all cringe as hell. Yep. They're all going to be in a hat. I'm going to be in a hat. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to be in a hat too, which is lame. Yeah, they can't both. You can't have both people i saw they're gonna have neck tattoos oh yeah i have a neck tattoo no i love neck tattoos oh yeah but i'm still gonna think they're cringe as hell and and be like get me the hell out of here i get it i um i'm also i'm gonna go no i mean yes for the show but no for okay here's what you feel judged here's what you have to do No, no 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 you're not judged at all here's what you have to do what if i just put on a big hat to say this here's what you have to do you have to go with like Zero expectations. I'm going with the expectation that I'm going to be pregnant next week. Right. Actually. (laughs) Look. And have chlamydia. If, yes. There (laughs) we go. Now we're talking. But, but he thinks he can cure your chlamydia with crystals. So you're fine. Which like. Maybe. Have you proven it wrong? Sure. Not yet. I fucking will. (laughs) Um, When I get chlamydia, we can try to heal me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if I go like Captain Cook style and do what he did to the Hawaiians and I just end up like. 
Anyway, um, that was too heavy of a joke for this early. Uh, look, the, I told my friend this on New Year's. So my friend, um, it was her first uh, New Year's single. And long story short, we ended up making out. But I gave her advice before I even knew there was a possibility of us making out. I gave her uh, advice where she goes, you know, I think I'm going to go like dancing on 6th Street. And I go, oh, and she invited me. And I go, for the first time, Jamie, because usually a pretty girl says, "I'm gonna, hey, Jamie, I'm going to do something stupid. I'm like, I'm in. Let's, <laughs> let's fucking do something stupid. I lo- I'm just, you know, my friends call me, my friends call me Mr. Stupid sometimes because, like, that's what I love to do. They call me Captain Sixth Street. And then, like, you know, whatever. I would end up in a codependent relationship and then be like, why didn't this work? Um... But I go, do you? Well, no, first I just said no. I go, that sounds like an absolute nightmare, my living hell. Go do you, have fun, and we'll hang out after New Year's. And she goes, okay, like, I appreciate your, like, blunt honesty. And then the next day she wrote me and she's like, it's a terrible idea. Do you want to hang out? And I go, yeah, sure. And I asked her, I was like, hey, did you want to go because that felt like something that like a newly single person is supposed to do on a big holiday. She's like, kind of. And I think we can get stuck in this like trap of like, like, okay, so I'm going to be in Hawaii on Valentine's day. I'm going to have a hotel. I'm going to be on the beach. I'm going to be in one of the most beautiful places on earth. If I went there being like, God, I got to fucking find a girl. I got to fucking hook up. I got to fuck it. Then I would miss all of this like awesome shit around me. And unless magically the perfect thing happens, I'm going to leave disappointed. Whereas I'm just going being like, yo, this is kind of baller that I get to be alone exploring the islands by myself, like in Hawaii. If I happen to meet a girl, that's dope. So like for something like this, I feel like with Valentine's Day, so many people, they're like, this big thing has to happen, whether I'm in a relationship or I'm looking. And if you go in almost being like, this is going to be funny and this is going to be fucking weird. For sure. My expectations couldn't be lower. (laughs) They couldn't be lower. Why'd you let me give that speech? I guess that was for the listeners. That was for the listeners. That wasn't for me because I am going in with the lowest of low expectations. You need to go in like an undercover journalist. You know what I mean? Just yes. like, let's see what this is. I'm going to bring is. a small notepad and then for sure no one will talk to me. <laughs> Who's I, the girl with the sunglasses in the corner mysteriously taking notes? I think I would get the most attention. They'd be like, she's I think so th- I'd be mysterious. She's journaling is yeah. what they would think. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> she's I'd dream like, interpreting. Yes, Absolutely. I would be reflecting on how I communicated the entire night as the night goes. Do you think that she's actually among us and that's her shadow self? That's what they would think. I think that's true. And then you'd you'd score twice. You could probably fuck two different guys. One as your shadow self and one as... And then I can... No, never mind. I think think I'm going to get pregnant twice. (laughs) That doesn't exist. I have twins and one's really evil. (laughs) One's a twin and the other is the shadow of the twin. God, I hope people thought that. I hope at least one person thought that bit was as smart as I did. Honestly, we crushed it. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going in with incredibly low expectations. First of all, I've been single for 30 of 31 Valentine's Days of my life. And I don't actually give a shit about Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, 
my friend wants to go, and I love her dearly. And oh, we did have a go with her. Sorry, is it one of your many friends I have a crush on? Probably. Um, And it's not that I don't want to go. I do know that I haven't met anyone sitting on my couch. Yeah, sure. And so, like, you never know. And it's a meal, and I love a meal. It's gonna be great. I love a meal more than anything. You can get me to meet with Nazis if you're just like, <laughs> you're like there's he- a hot bar. It doesn't even need to be a hot bar. It can be a fucking Motel 8 <laughs> continental <laughs> breakfast with like a stale croissant. And I'm like, it's more than the no croissant that I have currently. Yeah, just add an asterisk that says light snacks will be provided. And I'm light, like, oh, light, light snacks. Well then, fucking heavy Jamie's, Jamie's coming <laughs> storming in. <laughs> heavy Jamie loves light snacks. I, um... You know, this is interesting because I think we could give advice. We can give each other advice maybe because I was just talking to a friend of mine and this dude is a fucking catch. Guys, Wait, he's who hotter is he? than my pastor. Oh, interesting. Wait, do we have a setup? Do I have a Valentine's Day date? Oh, fuck. I'm... It's so risky. I feel like Jamie just like said no to this date no, no, that no, I no, just no, had no, an no. idea this could, This could be a thing. This could be a thing. Remind me after the show. Great. Will do. Um, I really hope it's your pastor. So <laughs> your pastor's brother, the hot one. <laughs> so the um I <laughs> <laughs> your pastor does listen to this. Did hey. I send you? No, there was a uh uh that was a that was the the pastor I met with under oath, um, who's amazing. And we've just been like, dude. I have been really lucky. I've met some cool fucking pastors. We just like voice memo back and forth. Wait, about back to like the dude God. that you're going to oh, set right. me sorry, up with. Sorry, 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 sorry. Jamie's God. getting off topic. Um, so great looking dude. Yep. He's uh, a fucking, he's a fighter. Um, he's like very, um, very stoic in like a good way. But then once you get to know him, I think is like low key hysterical but like people who like are in his class don't know he's fun. like when i'm like dude this guy's one of the funniest people they don't know because he's like he's very serious you know he takes fighting very seriously um but then yeah he's just like fucking hilarious loves dog is he more hilarious than me you guys have a very similar because sense of humor i have main character energy oh interesting does that mean you're just looking for some fucking Cuck of an unfunny man. <laughs> Honestly, Jamie, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking okay, for. Okay, all right, sure. So anyway, so this guy's great. And we were talking, and he's like, I'm not going to get on fucking dating sites. Ugh. And I go, yep. But also, and me and him kind of go through this a little bit, where, you know, his thing is like, but all I do is fight. So, and I'm not going to, like, date a student or someone like that. And I don't want to go to bars. That's good. At least he has good morals. He totally does. And he just is like, where do you go? Where do you go? Yeah. And I was talking because I I even told him, I was like, dude, me and you should go hang out because like, I'm a little more outgoing than he is. Like he's shyer. Um, And so I thought it would be really fun. And I I gave him the exact same spiel I gave you where I go, dude, let's just go almost like ironically. And just if we talk to people, we talk to people because I remember my best relationship of all time, no offense to all of my exes who are listening. I was 19. There was no fucking Instagram. There was no Tinder. Me and my dirtbag friend were walking down the street in Princeton, New Jersey, 
Jeanette and her dirtbag friend Mandy were walking down the street in the opposite direction. One of us said, hey. And then the other (laughs) one said, hey. And I dated her for two years, and he dated Mandy for two years. And it was, I still think about that relationship where I'm like, I've never fucked up more than letting... She's married to some billionaire now. I think his ex became like a porn star. It's fine. Um, (laughs) But uh, they were just these beautiful, cool, different school. And we just met on the fucking street. Yeah, people used to meet in the wild. In the world, yeah. And at this... So I was talking to my friend earlier today about how back in the day, before social media and phones at all it was like you met someone they had to they had to walk across a room talk to you ask you out call your call your home phone and ask your dad if they could talk to you and then pick you up open the door like all of the things and then and then when we were talking about this she was like yeah these days all they have to do is walk across the room from 20 feet away because they know you're 20 feet 20 feet away and then they just give you chlamydia from right there. Sure. And sure, it's like, sure. why is that what Man, we have to deal your circle has with? really been wronged by chlamydia since that's the second chlamydia reference. I'm, I'm a little worried about chlamydia. <laughs> that's right. I have a, I have a chlamydia <laughs> joke in my stand-up. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I mean, think about, compare that to just like a flame emoji in your DMs. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's, this, there's this guy that I uh, know from somewhere and he had a he had a show in Austin and he sent me a DM that said, I have a show. You should pull up. You should come through. Were you like, and hey, like, an never, idiot hacked your computer? Literally never, not once, will I ever pull up or come through yeah. to your dusty ass show? <laughs> not once. <laughs> I am someone's wife and sure. I will not pull up or come through anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that, but that's the energy of what that's the energy. is existing in the world now. And I'm like, don't text me at 8 p.m. Seeing if I want to hang out. Ask me out on a date. Right. You don't have to take me to dinner. I actually don't want to go to dinner with you if I don't know you. Sure. Ask me out to coffee. Let's go on a walk. Yeah. Find like, some light snacks. Definitely a light snack. I a charcuterie uh, board, if you will. I've done I've had to do the opposite. Where because all I want is a relationship. You gotta play it down. I I've had to just say no to so like I think a lot of people are just trained that Instagram equals hookup. And I don't want to hook up unless there's like a connection. Um, this is new. This is new. This is like the last couple of years. Christian I mean, Jamie. It's, only, it's Christian. No, I mean, honestly, it's been like the last couple of years. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, but we're so used to, you know, Godzi and I actually had a conversation about this, about Instagram. We feel like, oh, we're above Tinder and fucking Raya and shit. But then you people are using Instagram like a dating site. Oh, it's the best dating site. Not It's I've, the best because I've I, never had anyone actually of any value come through my DMs. I have. But I'm also like, I don't have a blue check on Tinder. I don't have famous friends following me on Tinder. I look cooler. This is a cooler version of it. So I'll, I'll be talking to girls. And then I realize they just want to hook up. And then I have to be like, oh, I got to bail. You know what I mean? Like, because I think people aren't used to 
finding relationships or the times I have just wanted something casual because I put out relationship energy. Like that's a whole thing. Mm. Whereas again, when you meet someone in real life, you can just fucking feel the energy when you do, when you described walking up to someone, I was like, Oh yeah, I've known every time that it's going to be something that where I go, not just a hookup where I go, this is going to, my last girlfriend in Austin, the second we hugged, I was like, oh, she's going to be my fucking girlfriend. Like, oh, my God. Tomorrow. I've thought this so many times. Anyone that I've ever met and had that feeling with, I've been like, I'm going to have a thing with that person for however long of time. It's not like I'm going to get I'm laid. But I'm always right. Th- yes, me too. Me too. And that gets taken away online. There are ways you can – look, there are ways you can still meet people online. Like, so with um, with Amy, with my, my last ex, we, like – Kind of knew the same people, and she, like, I mean, I couldn't have looked cooler. Where it was, she saw a story of me beating up her boxing coach that, God bless him, he posted. Even though, like, fucked him up. Then she goes to my page, and I've been on her favorite podcast, Mm. The Minimalist. So now we have sensitive dude on self-help podcast who just fucked up, you know, her boxing coach. And suddenly the most beautiful girl... I've ever seen is like there. So we start talking and I kind of feel that thing online a little. So I go, I'm not going to do, Hey, do you want to pull up? You want to hang out sometime? So I started voice memoing her. She starts voice memoing me. Now I feel it like, Oh, she's fucking really cool. And I just go, Hey, this is crazy, but we've been voice memoing all day. Do you want to go take a walk? Yeah. And then we hung out that night. Yeah. And then I, the second I saw her, I was like, yep. You know what I mean? Like we, we talked all day. No fucking around. No, hey, maybe we'll hang out. Because yeah, that, even- I really hate that that part of online dating and social media, which is I don't want to be your pen pal. If we see each other on online dating, it's like, okay, there's if there's a physical attraction, that's really all you can go off of. I know. It's really, and if they're wearing a big hat, I'm like, swipe right. Love, swipe, love a no, big hat. No, no, no. Um, but you should just promote, promote the podcast to work and then bounce. <laughs> that's all that yeah. I need. Um, but yeah, I don't like the, the back and forth chit chat too much. I would rather just chat a little bit to decide whether or not I, that you don't have good grammar or like right. know how to spell. And if you know how to spell, invite me out for coffee and then, then we can see, sure. but I hate the pen pal life. Well, then again, there, yeah. Two, well, two thoughts on the pen pal. Sometimes, thing. sometimes that's fine. So what <laughs> I noticed was this kind of happened to me recently where I was talking to someone and there was like a little flirtation and she was cool and like we would both kind of be like, hey, we should hang out and then like nothing. And then she'd write, she'd like text me like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, oh, I'm out of town. And then like a week goes by and then I text her and I'm like, hey, what's up? And she's out of town or whatever. And I just go and I told myself and nothing bad happened, nothing negative. There were no, um, uh, the, I, I had, I, I, I didn't have any intentions. There w- nothing was broken. Um, but it was just one of those things where I go, if I'm truly looking for a relationship, I would, I would want put in someone the effort to, to make this work. to care. Totally. And also, is this both of us? Did she text me when she was bored or lonely, and then I was doing something cool, and then I get home, 
and now she's doing something cool and I'm bored and lonely. Which and is why that 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 pen pal thing doesn't work. Exactly. Like you just have to meet as soon as possible so that you can rule it in or rule it out. And I'll also say for guys, um, the last couple girls that I've gone out with, the girls have literally said to me, I mean, I've used the word date where I go, hey, let's go out on a date. And the girls have said, this is after like talking on Instagram or like we met and then we're texting or whatever. And each girl has specifically said, oh my God, it's been so long since a guy literally just asked me out on a date instead of, hey, do you want to hang out? I hate hang out. Yeah. I hate it. Make it. It's so easy. It is so easy to make your intentions clear and have a... If you're interested in me, tell me you're interested in me by saying, would you like to go on a date? And then we both get to be excited about it. Whereas Hangout, it's like, one, seems more hookup-ish. Yeah. But two, also just like lamely takes any pressure off you where it's like, I think you're doing it because you're afraid of rejection. Yeah. Where it's like, if that's your goal, then why would you like set the fucking bar low like, I think I know that, you know, there's so much talk of toxic masculinity and shit like that. But even my most fucking feminist lefty friends miss some of that man shit where mm-hmm. it's like you can still hold a fucking door. You can still ask someone out on a date. You can still make fucking plans. Take ask their fucking opinion. Be polite. If for some reason they don't like you opening the door. Cool. Respect that. But like you could start off just trying to be a fucking gentleman. It's really the least that anyone could do. Yeah. Like I And if you're not going to do it on the first date, you sure as hell ain't going to do it Friday. It's years just going to go down. Once you see that what you can the minimal bullshit you can get away with, I heard I should lie and be like, "Oh, Aubrey Marcus said it was Tony Robbins." And I know like a lot of people think Tony Robbins is cheesy or whatever. He has some good stuff. He does. He has a very clever line where he goes, "If you treat Every day in your relationship, like it's the first, there will never be a last. It's absolutely true. And I also think like with the amount of shit me and you have been through, dude, there's part of me now, like the times I start to get lonely or bummed out, when I think about how much better of a person, of a partner, of a friend, of a fighter, of a whatever, how much more I just know about Things like finances and cooking and owning the masculinity. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be such a fucking better partner for someone, and I'm going to be so grateful. Not in a needy way, where I'm yeah. like, I'll do whatever you want, don't leave, which is what I used to do. But I I feel like when me and you do find someone, not taking it for granted is going to be pretty fucking easy. Yeah, I mean, I I don't actually feel in my stints of being single, which there have been oh so many. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I actually I don't find myself lonely in my singleness. Yeah. I only ever find myself lonely in the healing from a breakup, because okay. I think it's the it's the literal drug withdrawal. Yeah. The actual drugs in your brain. Yeah, man. Like chemical withdrawal. Yeah. That makes me feel lonely. And then once... You turn into a psycho. <sighs> yeah. Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then once once that drug withdrawal has taken place and yeah. I'm, I'm healed from that, I don't find myself lonely in my singledom because I know how to make myself happy. Yeah. I'm fucking wifey. Yeah. Like, 
I can gladly say that about myself yeah. and that like I know that I will make an incredible partner to someone like yeah. for sure. And the same goes for you. It's like if you are spending your single time working on yourself, not in like this psychotic way of like I need to ch- I need to change, I need to fix, I need to whatever, but working on yourself in a way that's like making you happy, feeling growth in yourself, like the partner is the cherry on top of the cake. Yeah. And if yeah, I wanna, I wanna stick on relationships, but this kind of ties into the self sabotage thing. Oh yeah. Um, and I just think like I went fucking through it this week, and I know you have thoughts on it. That let's divert a little bit, and then we'll let's. we'll circle back. Uh, so th- this segment can be called uh oh, Jamie got sad, and now he fixed himself and can help you. Um, there you go. Yes, <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm a poet. Um, what you just said about being happy for yourself and not going crazy trying to fix you. The listeners of this show remember when I said, hey, everybody. I did two things. Do you know Andy Frisella? Has he been yeah. on Aubrey's? Um, I don't think he has. So we like became Instagram buddies, and I was like, I'm going to do 75 hard. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. That's like his big program. Yeah. Um, I failed it. like 50- Within the first day. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I only say that because I'm like, I would never make it. Yeah. Well, my first stint, and he said this on his podcast, he goes, the first one's going to be your best shot. If you give up on that first one, it just gets easier to quit every time. And I lasted, I think, like two weeks. Um, That's impressive. But I did a podcast about it where I was like, this is the new me. I remember and, that podcast. Oh, okay, great. Um, and so if you guys don't, it's two workouts a day, uh, no drinking, no cheap meals, sticking to a diet, and then a gallon of water, fucking jerk off reading easy. Reading 10 pages. And reading 10 pages, jerk off easy. Um, although he was saying like for a lot of guys, the 10 pages was the one that would like fuck them. <laughs> um, which very funny. Um, you illiterate idiots, you hot <laughs> illiterate idiots. Um, so failed. I, I must've mentioned it on the show, but I probably didn't make a whole thing about it. Then 75 hard. Okay, cool. New year comes up and my church is doing a fast. And so I posted a whole fucking video about that where I was like, no porn, no social media, fucking no cheap meals. I made like a worse 75 hard. Um, not only did I fail right away, which I did a whole... Oh, I think it's a Patreon episode, you guys. If you go to patreon.com slash Jamie Kilstein, I detail the derailing. And unfortunately, Madeline, I am very funny when detailing the derailing. So everybody wrote me and they're like, this was your best episode. Keep derailing. And I was like, <laughs> Cool. So completely fucked it up. You have to get rid of all of your Patreon subscribers because they're begging for your failure. (laughs) They're just enablers. So then this week, um, I was just fucking sick. The fast made me worse. I was worse than before I started. And I was just, I'm not a porn guy. And I couldn't stop, like, I was just, like, I was watching porn. I was... You I become would, addicted to things you weren't even addicted didn't to. Didn't even like, yeah. I was just, like, I would eat healthy, and then I would just, like, go to Sonic, like, every night. Like, I was just getting fast food. And, then, and I was like, dude, I didn't eat fast food the majority of my adult life. Yeah. And... It's the, like, I've, if I can't have it, I want it much more. Yeah. I mean, that's for me, too. And I think, to your point, and this is what I just want to, like 
hit so hard. You can't make these changes because you're like, I'm broken. Oh, a thousand percent. You have to be excited about the man or woman you want to become because something just clicked. I was talking to my trainer, just some fucking dude I look up to. And he's just this really cool, quiet, good-looking dude. He's another guy I would hook you up with in a heartbeat. Um, I think I have so many Valentine's Day dates. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you two guys when we get off, uh, when, when we stop. Um, and, and one's kind of just like a taller version. Um, so <laughs> Sold. The, uh, by the way, something else about dating sites. Have I told you this? That I didn't know I was short until I got on dating sites. <laughs> Because I was so confident because I'm like, I'm a fighter and I'm a fucking comedian. And then you get out into the wild where they don't know that. And I'm just like a face, which is like, look, I get by on my personality. Um, and suddenly just seeing all these people like, if you're under six feet, swipe. And I was like, what the fuck? Am I short? And that has permanently now made me self-conscious. My So I had a, my college boyfriend was 6'4". Okay. Where is he? I'd like to know. The way you looked <laughs> off, you made it sound like he was hiding in the apartment. <laughs> no, I just wonder where he is in the world. Um, he I, was, feel that, I feel he, that way with Jeanette. He was Brazilian. You know what? Yummy. Let, anyway. Let's be healthy and Google both of these people let's. when we're done. Um, I'm still friends with his mom on Facebook, so let's see. Dude, I found out my family went to Jeanette's wedding and they didn't tell me. Tough. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like my mom and my fucking brother went. And uh, my, my mom finally told me, was like, Jeanette waved to me when she was walking down the aisle. That's how much she meant to me. And I'm like, well, imagine how much she meant to me, you <laughs> fucking traitor. Wow, that's, yeah, no loyalty. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my boyfriend in college was 6'4". And I remember telling my mom, and I'm 5'5". Five, five yeah. In the morning. Yeah. And... <laughs> oh, you idiot. And... Uh, my mom, who's not tall, but her and her sisters are like on the taller end of women, I suppose. Yeah. And she was like, how fucking dare you take the 6'4 man from all the tall women? Oh, my like, goodness. Date a f- man who's 5'7 Can and we- looks like a hobbit. Hey, like, you know what? But, first of all, you just described me, unfortunately. Also, both of our moms really selling us out there. Yeah, 100%. <sighs> she was like, that's rude. Don't ever date a man above 5'11 because there are tall girls who are single and they're going to kill you in a bar bathroom. Oh I've been dating a lot of taller girls girls side note you just crushed if anyone was like gonna do like a will they won't they with like me and you co-hosting when you were like i did it a six four brazilian everyone's like jamie's out the pool's over like (laughs) (laughs) cut cut it out um the yeah hold on i was gonna say something about self-sabotage yeah yeah, yeah. and i and about the thing that we do when we're single when we're trying to be better for any other reason than being ourselves. Yes, please. And I think that there's a piece of self-sabotage that's like born from the belief that we don't deserve, that we don't deserve happiness. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, if I don't deserve happiness, if I don't deserve peace, love, joy, wealth, then it's like, okay, all I'm going to do is take all of the actions that may then, especially when you're single, you're like, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And then that happens. And you're 
there's nothing still because you don't believe that you deserve it. And right. then you're going to ruin it all over again. Yeah. And so when you're single and you're trying to do self work, it's like, actually the work is not getting fit, getting healthy, making more money, reading more books. That's the, that's the like second part of it. It's like, okay. It's almost like the byproduct of it's it. It's totally the byproduct. It's like, ha- figure out what's happening internally first of yeah. like, okay, how do I make myself feel like I deserve happiness. And then once you feel that, you're like, well, of course I'm going to read. Of course I'm going to exercise. Of course I'm going to be healthy. And then those things will start to make you feel better. That will then They're make you love yourself more. Exactly. It, and then the person who shows up in your life at some point, they're only going to show up and be the right person for you because you're being so authentically yourself and not trying to be somebody else. I am out of a relationship where, and it was a beautiful relationship, but where I tried to change myself so much to be, not even be the person that I thought he wanted me to be, but literally to be him. Right. And it was like, well, of course he doesn't want to be with me because I'm not even a person. I'm like this like fake, weird, smoke and mirrors facade of a person. He probably didn't even know who I am because I didn't know who I was at that point. Dude, I've done that in so many of my relationships where it's like you forget that they were attracted to you. So if someone's attracted to me because I'm funny and I do jujitsu... And then we start dating. This is my last relationship. And I go, oh, I don't have to go to jujitsu. Or like, we should just do it together. And if you don't want to go, I won't go. Or I don't need to do shows or whatever. Totally. And at first, they're like, they're into it. Right, because they're like, you want to spend time with me. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah." So this guy's like, oh, she's like more like me. We have the same sense of humor, whatever. And then sometimes they don't even, they couldn't even pinpoint it. If you wanted them to. You know what I mean? And especially for men doing this, where it's just like, yo, you're showing that you got no backbone, son, if you're just like giving this shit up. And again, if you're doing things for happiness, if you're bettering yourself for happiness, if the activities you're doing are for happiness, if you're dragging yourself to jujitsu because you heard it on a Joe Rogan episode, like you're not going to last, right? But if you are in love with that sport and that's what's keeping you in shape, keep doing it. If you're in love with fucking racquetball and that's your thing, do that. Whatever's going to get you moving, do that. But you have to create this sort of like image of who you want to be and 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 really tap into like the person's already there. So you're chiseling away at it, right? I'm not saying like, oh, I want to be Tom Cruise, so I'm gonna, you know, whatever. You could uh, be Tom Cruise, he's five eight. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's five five. In flats, yeah. <laughs> or I think he wears like lifts. Um <laughs> and so I just had this moment where I was Sick of who I, I was like kind of disgusted with like who I was. And again, I have a really high bar. Um, so it was like Yeah, you yeah. get sick of your own shit. Looking at porn point, once though. a day and like Sonic, it's like that's your rock bottom, dude. But like, yeah, man. <laughs> like for who I am now, like that sucks. Yeah. I don't want to be that person. And also, like, there was an ice storm, and like I have plenty of excuses, but I just didn't like it. And what I noticed, I agree with your advice. But I do want to add the discipline aspect of it. 
that doesn't mean fucking don't do anything, eat shitty, watch Netflix, and figure out until you figure out who you are, right? Because for me, it was like I had to get up and do the hard things to realize who I was. So what I mean by that is there are a couple big Jamie could be very famous things in the works. And I've been so focused on that that I started to go back to kind of my old ego self mm-hmm. of like, not like this is going to show everybody, but kind of. But and it's also an energy of this is going to show me. It's going to show me. But what I noticed was I was so focused on this is going to be the thing. If this happens, I'm going to show me, I'm going to show everyone, I'm going to show whatever. That I suddenly was like, well, I don't have time to meditate because I got to do this audition or I don't have time to, I would even say stuff like, well, you know, I'm funnier when like my mind's kind of like frantic and then I'm thinking about comedy stuff. So I'm like, well, I don't really need to like worry about like my diet because I'm like, I'm not fighting, you know, I'm injured. And I would just say no to all these little things. Even like at the gym, I would go to the sauna and when you're in the sauna, you can look at the ice bath, which is obviously less fun. And I was like, you know, I don't need to do ice right now. I just need to, and like, I might not need to do ice, but what I realized was saying no to all these little things, saying no to meditation, saying no to ice, saying no to a lot of times, usually, uh, my, I also have a crazy morning routine and I read while I drink my coffee before I look at my phone. But I was like, well, I got to see if this this agent wrote me. Dude, so I'm going to check my phone first. And th- all those little things is what led to the complete fucking derail. Self-sabotage, truly. Like, I think there's obviously the big moments that we self-sabotage ourselves, but it happens. 90% of self-sabotage happens in the small, subtle moments. Um, that's perfectly spot. put. Yeah. Like, for sure. Being late. Ugh. Gossiping. Yep. Uh, you know, having a get, letting letting small little things affect the way that you, the entire rest of your day goes. Um, you know, any number of things. Those small moments. It's like they're the easiest ones to ignore because they're so small, and then they turn into a fucking volcano. Yes, and that you've fallen into the crater, right. and now you're just a speck of dust. Yeah, and, and like everyone is dead. What the the city's been wiped out. <laughs> um, and for and for everyone listening, so today sucked for me. I told you that this morning, but what I realized was just as much as bad habits, little or sorry, little bad decisions can shape you, little good decisions can shape you. So what I mean is like when I was on this fucking bender the last couple of weeks or the last whatever, since I LA, love that your since, bender is like sonic mozzarella. Isn't it so ridiculous? I know. It's not ridiculous. It's very real and uh, I understand. Yeah. And well it started in LA. In LA I was like smoking cigarettes and like it was ridiculous. Um little sneaky sig never hurt anybody. Sneaky Just kidding. That's the opposite of this episode. Um and so, <laughs> and so um that guy can wear a hat, the Marlboro man. He can, <laughs> yes, he can. And he can smoke. Um the anything that set me off. I got cut off in traffic and I'm shitty. You know what? Why don't I just go get that fucking pizza? You shit your pants. I go. I shit my you pants. I'm like, you know what? I, that this deserves a smoke. <laughs> you know, you know what will mask that smell of poo? Menthol. <laughs> um, 
And Camel Crush. Camel Crush, baby. I got very nauseous off of those. Um, Makes sense. It's poison. <laughs> it's literal poison. And so, uh, but today, I, I, I've it's been like probably like five days in a row of just me gleefully killing it. And again, it started in the morning. It started with no phone. No phone leads to uh, a first workout. The first workout leads to meditation. That makes me want to eat healthy. That makes, you know, everything. And then suddenly you're proud of yourself. When I'm proud of myself, I'm like, do I love myself? And now just going back to your original point, you don't want to self-sabotage because you're like, I'm fucking awesome. Um, I'm cooking my own food. I'm not even getting like the pre-made meals. Like, I've never crushed a week as hard as, and I took social media off my phone this weekend. And I realized like little things like, um, I left my phone in the car for the gym because I didn't have social media. And suddenly I was like, oh, I'm working out for me. Like, not only am I not looking at Twitter in between sets. So I knocked out an hour workout in a half an hour and was winded because I wasn't taking as big of breaks in between sets to look at my <laughs> yeah. phone. But also, like, wait, are my workouts actually only 45 minutes? Yeah. I mean, dude, I did mine like 35 today. I'm like, I got to add more shit. And I went to my trainer. I go, dude, this sounds so stupid. But in between reps, instead of being like, should I post a picture? Should I tell people? I was just like, I'm doing another rep for fucking me. Yeah. I'm not going to tweet that I did an extra rep. I'm doing it for me. And I had one of the best weekends of my fucking life. And nothing happened. I didn't, meet, I didn't meet a girl. I didn't get news on these but did deals. But did you pet a new dog? I pet so many dogs. That's why. Uh, um, it was, I was so proud of myself. Yeah. And then today, sucked dick. I had to deal with health insurance companies and this person fucked up and that person fucked up and this doesn't take my coverage and the system's evil and I want to burn it all to the ground and I'm getting mad and then I go... I go, hey, man, do your schedule and meditate. And then. But you know what makes a bad day feel okay is five days before that of having a really good day. So this is what I. Yes. And so this is what I just want to really, 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 really like. um, Emphasize. Thank you. To people listening, struggling, because I would see. This is where I would give up. And 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 so then I go, dude, just go to the gym. Like, that's what we do now. And I went to use the punching bag, and it's fucking closed. And I go, and, and I, I, I felt it in my body. Like, dude, just take a cheat day. Like, you've been killing it. And then I go, nope, I'm going to go run. So I, can't, I literally walked inside. This is like a fucking Nickelodeon show. Put on my shoes, walked outside. It started raining. And I go, and I'm, my heart is racing i'm like filled with rage because because how dare the weather dude when i was talking to this health insurance person you should have had a little conversation with jesus about why he made it rain oh yeah i didn't Uh, well i thought about jesus and i go probably because my hip my hip was hurting more than usual and i go if i ran and re-injured it before hawaii so i was like thanks jay and then and like yeah i'm talking to the health insurance lady and i'm like it's just, it's so evil where you work. And I know you know that. And I know it's not your fault. And I'm sure people yell at you. And I'm so sorry, but I just have to say that. And she goes, I understand. I understand. And I go, okay, it's not your fault. And then she'd tell me some other horrible news. And I was like, you know, this whole. This feels like your <laughs> fault now. <laughs> um, and yeah. then I, I've been talking too much. I really want to l- okay, let so you was- go. Well, just to, the, the, the last thing I want to say on this is um, it rained. 
And then the reason I'm wearing these stupid fucking like rapper Adidas joggers, I've yeah. never owned pants like you this. You guys will never see these pants, but they're pretty spectacular. I mean, they're ridiculous. Like it would be better if they had the the buttons, and so you could wear, like tear away Adidas. <sighs> that would have been great. If like they were swishy. Michaels. When um, I was a kid, we called those swishy pants. I was so determined <laughs> to go to the gym that I put on my shorts and I put on my tank top, and I have a big meeting after the gym. Usually, I get to the gym at two. I was like, I'm going to derail if I don't leave the house. So I brought my computer. I was like, I'm going to get an early workout in because it's like half an hour from here. I got um, I got in the car, in my gym clothes like they say to do, drove there. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, you did it. And I get out of my car and I was like, I don't have clothes. I don't have real pants. I don't. I just have this workout outfit <laughs> that I cannot wear to a meeting. Afterwards, I'm going in a fucking ice. If they bath. want you, they should love you just as you are. Well, they loved me with these pants, and they did, and they didn't want me. So, <laughs> but I went to, but like I walk into the gym, and I was like, again, the old version of me. The world's out to fuck me. I'm being conspired against. Just go eat shitty. Yeah. And because, and guys, this is only five days. Five days of good habits that I was doing because being that kind of person makes me feel good. And at the same time, you can even boil it down to even smaller chunks of time of like the morning. Like if I had a good morning, something that happens later in the day is going to be less annoying. Yeah. If I had a good workout that I didn't, that I actually pushed myself and just wasn't on my phone and did a really good job, then the thing that happens right after that is not going to be as annoying. Like, yeah, five days, great. But it can even be in smaller chunks of things that you're like, okay, success after success after success, a little bit of a failure, that doesn't rock me. Totally. Oh, and I even gave myself, I was like, I'm not going to eat shitty, but I'm not going to be able to work because I would have tried to do too much. I would have been like, no, just right instead of, and I was like, I'm so mad. So I like, I watched an episode, I watched the new Last of Us and I was like, I'm going to do that. I need to watch that. It's so fucking good. And then I went to the gym. Last um, of Us sounds like a Colleen Hoover novel. Every time I hear it, I think about Colleen Hoover. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode, it's a good one. It's a good one. I mean, okay, so so yes. here's What's something that I wanted to say. So Jamie has not seen the show Stutz or the movie documentary. Oh, right, correct. The, um, but and I may fuck this up a little bit. That's all but right. Basically, oh, dude, I mean. I said I was going to review this movie on a show and then I got distracted and didn't talk about it and never even watched it. <laughs> I will misquote things all the time. Perfect. I'm like, I have. There's a great chance Tony Robbins wasn't the one who said what I just said. Like It was me. I said that. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, Stutz. So Stutz talks about this thing called Part X. and So real quick, this is the Jonah Hill documentary on Jonah Netflix. Hill documentary it's him with and his, his therapist. therapist yeah. And his therapist's name is Stutz. And Stutz is... Incredible, and this is he, uh, to be clear. He's played by Eddie Murphy, and Jonah Hill's trying to date his black daughter. Yes, is that that? Okay, great. That's that movie. By the way, Rotten Tomatoes didn't like it. <laughs> I thought it was very funny. Okay, continue. so he talks about this thing called Part X, and uh, Part X is the thing that is essentially out to kill you. Okay, it is the thing that is. The devil on your shoulder. Yep. Just being in the way of the thing that you want the most. 
of you living your dharma. It's you in the corner with the big hat and the sunglasses taking notes. Dude, that's the opposite of part X. No, that's your shadow self. Remember? No, that is myself just uh, absolutely oh. killing it. That's <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, part X is this thing that, you know, it could be anything. My So I did a workshop with Eric Godsey um, at an event we just did. And we talked about like, what is your part X? My part Ooh. X is the thing, is the little voice inside of my head that says... You never finish anything you start. That is one of the most prevalent things that my brain says to me that just is out to ruin me. I'll tell you. Me and you would never be a good pair, but our part exes would be a good <laughs> pair, and they would fucking destroy each other. They, they would destroy each other. <laughs> and so, you know, that part X comes from oh. a childhood of playing every instrument, never sticking with any of them, yeah. playing every sport, never getting good or sticking with any of them. Yeah. Like every hobby known to man I've dabbled in and then thrown to the side. Man, that's why breakups hurt you more than the lonely part because you're just like another thing that didn't. That hit. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have this part X that tells me you never finish anything you start. And the thing that there, there are some things in my life that I believe are, you know, the thing that I'm meant to do. And those are creative pursuits. They're um, relationships. They're, you know, professional pursuits. And so if that part X is on my shoulder all the time telling me, you never finish anything you start. Right. What do you think I'm doing? Right. Sabotaging yep. constantly because I'm telling myself all the time, you don't do this. And so it is my own self-destruction just bleeding into my entire life. Yeah, when when my dad first brought up self-sabotage to me, I was just like, are you a fucking idiot? Because he was talking about it like with comedy. I was like, what, you think I want to be fucking... Poor, you think I want to fucking fail? He just literally did a backflip. Um, He's way, talking I, about the dog. The dog, dog, guys. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, Madeline's six foot four Brazilian ex just did a backflip <laughs> coming out of the closet. Um, I'm so glad he's here. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was here. I'm like, we're fucking hiding him in the closet gonna, the whole time. What are you doing? Scotty is on the floor oh, making a bed. nest okay. out of his yeah, bed. Good, good. Um, the uh, yeah, he brought it up, and I was just like. And I take criticism, like, well for my family. Like, I don't ask advice if I don't want to hear the answer. Um, oh, do you not have a podcast called Advice Not Taken? Oh, hilarious. That's a really good point. <laughs> That's a really good point. It's <laughs> like I'll, a really sheepish laugh of like, I, oh, no. Oh, I'm full of shit. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess what I mean is, like, I, I, I want to hear what people have to say. Totally. You're not going to take their advice, but... You I, I, I'm not one of the people who's going to just say the same bullshit sob story to everybody just so I can vent, and then I check out on what they're saying. Yeah. Like, when something hits me, something hits me, For and sure. I go, okay, I got to fix that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just a shame that my guests and co-hosts have shitty advice I don't want to take. <laughs> um, sorry, Dr. Drew. Um, but the... But when my dad said the self-sabotage thing, I was just like, like my brother called me out. I told you what he said when I talked to him yesterday. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's going to change my life. And then I took that meeting because of that. Um, But, yeah, when my dad said self-sabotage, it just sounds like such a silly thing. Why would I not want to be happy? 
But it's because of what you said, where it's like it's all of these things that we don't see happening that are tied to our childhood that, again, we convince... We're so good at convincing ourselves it's actually the right move. It's actually the healthy decision. Well, here's the thing that I think about. Um, so the part X thing is simultaneously your absolute destroyer and it's your greatest ally. This is, yeah. If you can, like, that's true. Like, if you can bring that out of the shadow um, and yeah. and see, like, now I have now identified that there's this voice in my head that says, you fucking idiot. You never finish anything you start. Yeah. Okay, now I know that. Okay, what do I do now? Right. And then it's a conscious decision to move towards the things that I really do want yeah. and to not let not let my patterns, my compulsions completely run my life. Yeah, and you don't want to overcorrect by then. You want to be so conscious of it, which you are, because you don't want to overcorrect and suddenly you end up in a the, shitty relationship and a heart. shitty job. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. I was just going to say like you just end up with like a mediocre boyfriend and a mediocre gig and you go, all right, oh, time totally. to it's, stick it out. It's <laughs> absolutely not about lowering your standards, eliminating boundaries at all. Yeah. It's 100% about like you recognizing the things that have in the past derailed you time and time and time and time and time again and reflecting on how that made you feel in all of those times and reflecting on the thing that you actually do want and how much do you actually want it? Because if you really do, you will take the steps and it doesn't have to happen overnight. And then also the stories you tell yourself, you know, that guy, Kyle, he was on Aubrey's, um, he's called, he's the captain on Instagram and Twitter. He has all those quotes that, uh, uh, he, me and him were DMing, because it like there's a a, a a project that I could potentially be involved in where it sounded like at first I just got to do the creative e just write the fun stuff and I was like oh thank God because I'm like really bad at doing pitches and all this stuff and then the boss comes back and goes hey we're gonna really need you to do like a pitch and I was like well that's not the thing I'm good at i'm good at i thought you guys were going to do the pitch and so i'm venting to kyle about this and kyle's written a bunch of books and like you know has a really he he finished 75 hard um he has a really like just like cutthroat no nonsense attitude and he just goes oh well you better get fucking good at writing pitches and i was like it was so simple Mm. but i realized that like i had always told myself or even the gig I, i i i got today it's very different than anything I've ever done. But I've always told myself, well, if it's with a staff, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like, you know, like actual, like not comedy writing, but like you re- said with real a staff writing. and literally the like only the thing Rings. that came to my mind was like, I can't hold a staff while I do that. That's not what I can do. With a staff, your boyfriend comes out, my sword and my axe. <laughs> yes, finally. Um, and I was like, fuck dude. Yeah. And by the way, it might not be right for me. I told the guy today, I go, hey, um, just if I'm not good at it, I'm going to walk away and I just want to know we can still be friends. And, and he, you'll never know if you're not good at it. Right. If there's that piece of you that's saying you're not good at it, you're not good at it, you can't do it, you right. can't do it. And yet you've never tried. Never tried. Yeah. Never tried. Yeah. And, you know, it's so many of my mistakes are the same mistakes in disguise. 
And they all come from the same insecurities and they all come from, you know, that same sad place. And I think that that's why it's, you know, if you have more on self-sabotage, we can talk about this. But, I mean, this kind of segues into, I ended up doing, like, a, like, live stream yesterday with a pretty controversial writer about porn. And then some, like, big porn stars jumped into it. It was very fucking weird. And, you know, I, I'm friends with a bunch of porn people. I'm now friends with new porn people after last night. I went into it being like, hey, I want to quit porn. But then some of these anti-porn people were so fucking crazy mm. on the thing. And the two porn stars were so nice that I was just like, like... Wait, I'm actually a huge fan of porn now. Dude. Still, apparently. It was so funny because I haven't been watching porn for these last five days. It's been like just part of it. It's just happened naturally because I've been like happy. And then this pretty famous porn star jumped into my DMs and was like, thanks so much for saying what you're saying. And I was like, I can't look at your profile because I know you're going to be getting fucked on your like Twitter. <laughs> and then it's over. Does uh, Twitter have fucking? Oh, you can straight post fucking. Really? Oh, yeah. Any porn star you follow, there's Is just that like. since Elon or since No, always. ever. I've had to like mute all my porn star friends. Not even when I was trying to quit porn, but because I'd be at the grocery store and I'm like, time to check in on the news. I gotta get on Twitter. And then it's like, there's Nicole getting railed. Yeah, 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 dude, straight up. It's like, I guess all the Tumblr porn went to Twitter when Tumblr oh, went Oh, Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> so I miss uh, it. I, uh, but one of the reasons that I said I wanted to quit, which really funny, have you ever seen that guy, King Nasser? Nassar? No. He's just this like jacked black porn dude. And um, I almost wanted to show you a picture just because no, thank you. showing you my pastor last week and then showing you this dude <laughs> just fucking. Anyway. Jamie's a multi multifaceted man. When he was waiting to speak, you it was a, it was a Twitter space. You could you could use like emojis to respond so the speakers would see you. Yeah. And there was just this woman that was like, people should be put to death for advocating for porn and suddenly you'd see this like badass black dude with sunglasses just have like a little crying emoji and then <laughs> she'd be like if you watch porn you're a menace to society and suddenly he'd have like a sad face emoji anyway to me it was the funniest thing in the world the it also made me realize that like i never anymore want to be so pro something or so against something because both sides were refusing to listen. Mm -hmm. And I literally was like, oh, I'm going to do my fucking cool guy middle of the road thing. And I go, hey, guys, look, we're not going to ban porn. But I, I came into this being like, I'm trying to stop porn. But I think what this girl, this woman uh, who was in the industry was saying is like, we do have bad sex education. And... Because of that, kids are being educated from porn, which is bad. So we can all agree on yeah, that. Yeah, I've had sex with those men who were educated by porn Can't as imagine. teenagers. Cannot like, imagine. My, my thoughts on porn are that it ruins people's children's brains. Yep. And bodies and development and everything. Yep. I... So, Yes, that is my main belief about it is that like there is no possible reason why a person who has not learned relationships and physical intimacy in real life should have access to learning it from anywhere online. I also believe 
that it's a career for a lot of people. It can be empowering. There's like, I don't, I don't hold a lot of super strong beliefs about whether or not, you know, it's empowering to women or it should or shouldn't be an industry. There are stories on both sides. There are like women who say it like empowered them. And then there's like sex trafficked girls and girls who are condoned doing shit they don't want to do. Like it's just, yeah. But my main belief is that porn is infiltrating the minds of not only children, but adults in general. Yeah. Like people in general to have a really skewed vision of what physical intimacy is. Yes. And as a society, we're screwed. I agree. Because we've had... And then remind me to circle back um, to how this ties into the self-sabotage good habits. Um, But I... Yeah, that was kind of like how I went into the conversation because I was like, look, I was fucked up enough from just like the magazines I read in the woods where, and I said this on the show before, when I lost my virginity, I was shaky and nervous and looking at the clock and (laughs) telling her I love her and we only did missionary for like the first couple months and like... um the idea of some poor girl losing her virginity to someone like splooging on her face and being like, thanks stepsister. It's like, I don't understand how, cause the fact that it's fucking with adults sex life is bad enough that it's like, yeah, if you're seeing that as a kid. So, okay. Since you don't like talk about it, we'll circle back. The re- it just like makes my it it truly I, I feel like a visceral response in my body to the to the damage that it's done and, to and you are not, an entire generation of young people who don't even understand what it's like to have a safe, consensual, pleasureful, yeah. physical relationship with a person. And that's the thing that's the most that, important. Like, actually hurts my soul. The most important thing about you saying that is like, I know you, you're not a sex negative person. No. You're a very sex positive person. 100%. You can be both of those things. Yeah. And that's like the conversation that doesn't happen. And so with me with porn is, you know, when I started to hear some of these like horror stories about what's actually happening to like a lot of girls in the industry, that's when I was like, okay, this isn't just about me anymore. Like, I just don't want to support this. Um, but going back to all those bad habits and shit, the times I was like, don't look at fucking porn, you fucking idiot, be better than that. Or when then that one thing would go wrong, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, fuck it, I'm going to look at porn. You treat yourself. <laughs> yeah. But when I actually thought about, like, <laughs> yeah, how I felt afterwards, mm-hmm. like, I remember this actually happened to me, a friend who's a monk was like, um, you know, well, what do you do after you watch porn? And I was never like work on my novel. Yeah. I was (laughs) like, I fucking, I fall asleep. Text my ex. Yeah. Yeah. I fall asleep and I wake up and these white pants would have like shame stains on them. And then I'd be (laughs) like, Oh, I'm a piece of shit. I fucking hate myself. And then you go to Sonic. And then I go to Sonic. Yeah. I'd be like, well, I already, I mean, but seriously, I already already hate myself. So why don't I do this other fun thing? And by the way, there are times where you can do that in a smarter sounding way where I go, you know what? I already fucked up. Let's just have this one night and go all in and it'll be fun and we'll treat ourselves, Right. And then tomorrow we start anew. 
And but it's like the tomorrow's more, always tomorrow. Though. Yep. And the more bad habits you're piling on, and the more times you do. I love Jocko's discipline equals freedom, because like the more times you say yes to the hard thing, the more times you show discipline. Even if it's little, even if you're meditating and you're like, I really want to scratch my forehead. And you just go, don't. Mm, Compulsions. That that one, teaching yourself that discipline, that, as silly as it sounds, is going to also make a difference when you're in line at the grocery store. Yeah. I also think that there's, surely I got this from someone who's smarter than me that said this, but. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Probably. It was probably Mother Mary. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Fucking sexist. But I think that there's so, we're consuming so much all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I think even things like watching porn, scrolling on social media, eating shitty food, whatever it is, humans were not built to consume. We were built to create. Right. And when you completely shut down the part of your being, your soul, that is meant to create, whether or not, like, it might not be art, but create in terms of relationships, family. Parenting is, yeah. Parenting, is literal creation. Art in whatever form you do it. Like, if that is depression. Yeah. You completely eliminate the thing that we were born to do and replace it with consumption yeah. that just muddies the insides of our brains and our bodies. And it's like, no wonder you feel like a pile of dirt. I mean, dude, I will tell you that I think the biggest thing that got me on track was when I took social media off my phone this weekend, mm. because I also don't think it's a coincidence that the depression started to creep back in when I had to put it back on so I could upload videos. 100%. And I think when I talk about that, a lot of times people assume they can't relate to me. So I just want to be very, very clear. I always thought, really until this weekend, um, and I do a, I, I do a side project with Cal Newport, who's like the foremost expert in getting off social media. Um, I know all the things. I've read all the books. I'm also friends with Johan Hari, who's the other guy. Um, like both of the main guys are my buddies. Um, we, we text every week. But, um, and I think a lot of people see me and they assume, oh, because I'm political or because I've had fucking like, you know, like I'll have like losers come at me sometimes in like comment sections and shit. They're like, oh, that's why social media is bad for Jamie. I need to tell you that in the last couple of weeks, my social ex- media experience has been nothing short of miraculous in the sense that I've only seen positive things. I've had famous people I really look up to follow me. I've DM'd with them. I've all my messages on Instagram have either been about me helping someone or an opportunity been nothing but good, which is why I'm like, I don't need to get off this. The second I got off it, I'm like, oh, this was tied to all of my misery. Mm -hmm. The amount of time that I didn't even realize I was just fucking sitting there refreshing or sitting there looking or what I'm subconsciously taking in. Look at this perfect family. Look at this person who's hotter than me. Look at this person who's doing this thing that I would be better at. If I mean, I've told you I had to unfollow Aubrey because I was like jealous. And instead of being like, he's someone I should fucking be friends with. In the community that I exist in, which is a conscious spiritual community of people that I love so dearly and also people that I don't know that I respect massively. Yeah. 
Instagram is filled with, and Instagram is the only social media I use. I don't have Twitter or TikTok or whatever, but um, Instagram is filled with morsel-sized advice and little snippets of quotes and pictures of people who look like they're doing it better than you. And let me tell you, Instagram is not a replacement for therapy self-work, self-reflection, meditation, exercise, you like, you cannot, you cannot consume educational content and expect to feel happier or be better. I'm so glad you said that because I've never heard someone point out the quote thing. And I just realized out of all the quotes I've reposted, all the inspirational things, if anyone any was of like, them ever changed your life, qu- I can't quote one of them to you. I can't. And I do it. Yeah. I repost shit like that all the time. I think I've quoted Musashi a bunch of times, the samurai. I'm like, I don't fucking. I I repost Ramdas. All the time. Like, it's not that it's, it's not that it's inherently bad. It's just that it's not a replacement for in real life, interaction, therapy, self-work. Well, I used to talk about that with activism all the time where it's just like, hey, man, you got to kind of like go be in the streets, running for local office, feeding people, doing shit like that. You can't just RT a bunch of angry petitions that, by the way, half the time I didn't even sign. I was like, well, I'll just retweet it. No, that'll help. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like you feel like, good job, bud. Mm-hmm. And And you know what's also not a replacement for anything? Posting and this is for me too, posting your self-care practices on Instagram to tell everyone who you are and paint a picture of a version of yourself that is not true or real. This was me at the fucking gym, dude, when I just suddenly was like, don't bring your phone into the gym. And for me with comedy, this one might just be me, but maybe people can relate to this. If I was derailing them posting it, People would love that too. Mm-hmm. By the way, if I'm derailing, I talk about mental health. So I go, oh, well, I'll just talk about my depression and that'll help people. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, or like, how about we just get to the point where like, that doesn't happen a lot because you're happy. Yeah. Because your routine is like good yeah. decisions. I did this, I did a women's program with um, a woman whose name is Blue. She's at Blue of Earth. She's the Instagram. Australian. She's British. British. And she's I'm a racist. Absolutely to white wonderful. Um, I did her women's program last summer right after I had my breakup. And cool. one of the things that it was literally the most perfect thing that I ever yeah. could have done for myself. Cause I was spiraling I and I didn't believe that I could do anything or pull myself out of it. And so I did her women's program. And one of the things that she asked us to do was called 40 days of devotion. And she actually says to film yourself doing it. The only reason I felt so much, I was so not down to do that because I have a lot of resistance though. I do it sometimes. I have a lot of resistance to posting a thing on Instagram of a spiritual practice that should be solely for me in my own personal life. But the reason that I did it was because it kept me off my fucking phone Mm. for the entirety of my morning practice. And so I filmed my morning practice so that I wouldn't get on my freaking phone. Right. And I, it, I lasted 40 entire days of every single morning, waking up, moving my body, meditating, journaling, like being at my altar. If y'all want to see that, it's a highlight on my Instagram. 
Um, I and I posted that. it on Instagram every single day. And it felt uncomfortable because I was like, is this, am I just trying to, trying to put out a, a thing of myself that I'm trying to convince people that and, I am this way? And by the way, this is the biggest problem with social media right there is we're never thinking about, is this for me? We're thinking about, even when you were being conscious of, is this going to put out that you're still thinking of what other people are going to think? For what sure. is it going to look like? Instead of just, and, and and even off social media, this like, every time I derail, oh, I guess I'm a comic. Every time I fucking mm-hmm. wake up early and I do an ice bath, I go, oh, I'm a fighter. It's just like, <laughs> what do you want to be, dude? Mm-hmm. But we're so fucking inundated with what other people want us to be. Yep. Um, and actually, I'm so glad that I did do that. And the reason that I ended up doing it was because I thought to myself, you know what? I want to because I like this. I I like that this is actually a creative expression for myself because I would I would make the video, time lapse it, put on a song that felt super resonant. I would I would write or add quotes to it, and I did it every single day for 40 days, and it lives there. And yes, it could live in my camera roll, and I could go back to it. Sure. But I go back to it with like so much like just adoration for myself, yeah. of being like, "You fucking did that." Yeah, and dude. actually, it's I I still do it. I like love that, that 40 days yeah. actually, and yeah, I put it on social media, and I didn't do it for social media. That's it. I did it for myself, That's and it. it stuck. That's it. That's fucking great. Well. And now I'm the person that sits at my uh, altar in my entire altar room that I have at my house. That's dope as hell. Every morning for an hour and a half to two hours. I'm definitely. And it's the best thing I've ever done for myself. The morning is. Build an altar, y'all. I'm like, we're already over time and I could talk to you forever. But the. um, It's okay. We'll talk next week. The morning is so fucking. Because it's so wild. Because you know what you don't want in the morning? Mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. But I can do that. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, it was so predictable, even though my stupid dumb dumb brain would be like, you can do it, where every morning that I, every day that I derailed started with a loss before 7 a.m. Oh, yeah. Started with me going, I can just look at my phone. Started and then I'm with me up, going, I'm not going to make my bed. I'm actually just, it's fine. That's it. Because looking at my phone to see if any of these things happened, and then I would go to read, and I couldn't really concentrate, and then my phone's next to me, so then you go, I might as well look at fucking porn. And then you fall asleep, and then it's like, well, fucking, I'm not going to make it to the gym. Like, we'll it, start it, tomorrow. We'll start tomorrow. And it's like, you have to be disciplined on these little things. And we They're said this earlier the in the beginning, episode. And then the discipline actually makes you happy. It's like getting over That's that That's what I was going to say. Today, it's getting over if the I did the quote unquote fun things today, because I'm like, hey, I tried to go to the gym. It was closed. I tried to run, but it was raining. And if I just go treat myself to mozzarella, I would be so, I, I don't even know if I would have done this podcast. I would have just been so defeated. Yeah. And instead, like, I crushed it. And today was hard. The weekend I crushed, and it was easy. Um, But, yeah, all about the little decisions. Um, We said this earlier, but it's like the more you like yourself by doing these good decisions, the less you will self-sabotage because you like your life. 
Yeah. I'm really happy right now. Radical self-compassion. Yeah. Why would I want to fucking self-sabotage? I thought about that today where it's not like I didn't look at porn or I didn't eat shitty because like, you know, like I'll be fine if I did that. Yeah. Um, But I was feeling so good about who I was. It wasn't like I was missing out on that where suddenly you just get away from that stuff for a little while and you go, oh, and then I took the shit off my phone. I posted a video today, deleted it off my phone. So then I'm gone all day and like I get back and like yeah, I haven't been on Instagram. Yeah. That's great. And it's it's a tricky it's a tricky balance between the discipline of it and you know, the self-compassion and grace that you know, we all deserve because we're not workhorses. We're not you know, we're not all David Goggins. Like right. there's there's a there's a balance between keeping yourself accountable, doing the hard thing even when you don't want to because you know that it's good for you and, you know, going with the seasons of needing rest and the gestation process of needing to like take time away from things yep. that are really hard so that you can like create and come back out into the world in a way that's like going to be you blossoming and not you, you know, being this like sad, struggling little branch. That's it. Sad, struggling little branch. Well, I love you, dude. Um, I love you too. Guys, we have two new patrons. I just wanted to give like a very sincere thank you. Uh, Brian and Carrie, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Jamie Kilsey. And also a huge thank you to Logcast. They're our sponsor, guys. You don't have to buy like an $80 thing to that shaves your balls. Um, for this show, that's Manscaped. Uh, all you have to do is go download a free app. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if they listen to the show. You don't even have to fucking use it. Just go download Logcast uh, on the App Store, L-O-G-C-A-S-T, um, and you can join the Jamie Kilstein circle and the Advice Not Taken circle, and you can leave us little voicemails that when we get back in the studio, probably after Hawaii, um, we will get to. If you're like... I can't afford an iPhone or $5 a month for Patreon. How do I help? Well, you can go to youtube.com slash Jamie Kilstein. You can watch the videos. Um, Madeline and I posted, I think, both of our videos. The one where we're reading romance novels. <laughs> it was very sexual. And the, the horny for meditation. Um, it sounds like all of our episodes are very sexual. Anyway, they're on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Jamie Kilstein. You can uh, hit the little alarm bell thing so you're notified. You can uh, rate it, share it, all that stuff. Uh, you can also rate and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Give it five stars. Go me likey. You can follow Madeline on Instagram. At conscious.curious. And do it. Go check out um, her morning ritual and shit. Oh, my goodness. I was supposed to do all this stuff up top. Um, I'm in Hawaii this week. I'm doing my first show ever, ever in Hawaii, the land of my people. I am so excited. I'm only like, except for one, I'm, I'm only staying in one hotel. I'm just staying with like my friends and I'm just like, take me out on the land. And so like, we're going to like fish and cook our own food and like go hiking and like volunteer and like, Holy fuck. I'm so excited. So I'm teaching jujitsu and doing shows, uh, Thursday and Friday in Maui. Friday night is the jujitsu seminar. 
Thursday is the stand-up show at the Performing Arts Center. Um, then I'm in Kauai, uh, or you guys call it Kauai. Um, also doing a jiu-jitsu seminar and a show. I'm going to have a band for that show. And then Valentine's Day on Oahu, I'll have a show as well. Um, all the information is at jamiekillstein.com slash tour. Also going to be in St. Louis with Dave Landau. Going to be on some of Adam Carolla shows coming up. And uh, Phoenix, I think I'm headlining as well. But all that stuff is up at jamiekillstein.com slash tour. Anything else you want to promote? Nope. Just be a good person. Be a good person. Be a good person. Give everybody. yourself a little grace. Yeah. Oh, so Love yourself. Where do you meet people? What, what's the... We're going back like for Valentine's Day... I got to show you those guys, but like, if you don't want to be on dating sites, if you don't want to um, be whoring it up on Instagram, pulling up, Coming if you don't want to go to bars, what's the move? For me or in general? Both of us. You know, in places where you do things that you love. That's the move. The gym, the yeah. jujitsu gym. I cannot. Yoga, on the trail. Yeah. In some sort of class. Take a pottery class. Bookshop. Learn to, learn to paint. Bookshop. Oh, my God. That's my dream. If anyone wants to date me, um, take me to a bookshop. Alan, I said that on stage. I love a bookshop. Did I say that on stage so at the place? much. Did I say that at the JP show that you were at? Probably. I, I improvised it because it was true where I said, I just want this to be done. I just want to meet my future wife at a bookstore. Ugh. And a woman laughed and I said, that wasn't a joke. Yeah, you did You're say that. You're mocking my sincere, uh, and now I'm saying that at every There's show. nothing better than a bookstore. There's really not. The idea, here's what I think. If you want to be bold. A used bookstore, even better. Yeah. If you want to be bold, um, if you're somewhere interesting and you see someone who also looks cool and interesting, you don't have to go up to them. Especially, like, don't be a weirdo guy. If a girl's, like, reading a book, don't... No, I actually, I kind of take it back. I don't, I don't, don't anybody come up to me ever. Yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> don't hope the mad line. But, like, <laughs> if, like, I've had moments where I've had awesome conversations with people because I'm standing in line with something and something really funny happens and we both laugh and then I make a joke. Yeah. And then they laugh and then they make a joke. You can continue those conversations. And my best dating advice that I give, and it hasn't worked for me yet, <laughs> but he, no, no, hear me out, hear me out, is have those conversations without expectations mm. because essentially, this is going to sound like super like YouTube bro-y, but like you're kind of practicing flirting, but also you're enjoying these really cool moments without like needing to get someone's phone number or needing to hook up. Like I love going into a store and having an interaction with a girl or with even a dude, just a stranger. You're just practicing talking to strangers. Yeah. And like, it's not just you're learning how to like flirt or be conversational or be more outgoing, but you're also just like kind of making the world nicer because you're having cool conversations with people. I will never leave one of those interactions bad, but you're not a failure if you're like, I, I didn't seal the deal and get her number. If you make a strange girl laugh, dude, you won. And if you, advice for men, if you have one of those interactions and you are compelled to ask them if they're interested in going oh, out, I, ask I, them for I need their this number. Advice. I've like taken my glasses off and I'm facing you now. Whatever it is, first of all, take a moment and ask yourself, 
do I really, is this a mutual? Sometimes you don't know. But sometimes it's very obvious that that person is not really responding to you. Oh, yeah. And like, that's the first piece of advice. Yeah. Second piece of advice, if you feel compelled to take it the step further and ask them for their number, ask them out on a date, ask them if they have a boyfriend. Yeah. That's a weird one. Um, Because if you ask me if I have a boyfriend, it implies that you are interested but it also implies that I have to, if I say, no, I don't have a boyfriend, then that means you automatically are going to get what you want. And I want to be able to say I'm single and still no. Anyway, yeah. Um, Although but I if, will, I will say I had to ask that for the first time the, uh, recently because it was very flirty and obvious and like heavy. And I just something in me, mm. it, it, there must've been something. But if someone asks me out, Oh, Which wait. never happens. But if someone asks me out and I say no, and then their response after that is, do you have a boyfriend? Oh, that's gross. No, no, no. This one, yeah. No, you I you, just hate you. Yeah, you don't say that as a follow-up to rejection. No. When the girl says no, you go, hey, I hope I didn't make things awkward. I just think you're I really you cool. Great day. Great day. Yeah. Right. Peace. Yeah. Um, but no, 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 no. Uh, this was, I just like, something, I must have had a spidey sense thing. Where it was like getting like, not like sexting hot and heavy, but like very like, oh, this this could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then suddenly I was like, hey, I realized like, I don't know how old you are or if you had a boyfriend. And I said it kind of like jokingly. Um, and I, I, yeah, I never go like, do you have a boyfriend? Because I assume if you're flirting with me, you don't. Right. And she was like 30 and I do, but like we can have fun, right? And I go, nope. We cannot. <laughs> like, yeah. Absolutely not. That's a hard no. And hard no. Hard no. And also, like, no judgment there either because, like, I've been in situations. She could be in a fucking loveless relationship. She doesn't know how to get out. She could be in a fuck. I don't know. But also, I'm not going to be part of the problem. Yeah. You want to hit me up later? Whatever. Um, But I, I, I do wonder. I do want to ask you this now because as confidently as I gave that advice... I do sometimes think, am I just kind of being a puss and I'm scared of rejection? And I had the, let's say we're talking at a coffee shop and we're laughing and we're having a good time. And if I did ask for your number, you go, oh, I'm sorry. You're like super sweet, but like I have a boyfriend and now I leave feeling shitty. Whereas if I leave just making a pretty girl laugh, I get to go, oh, look at me, blah, blah, blah. Totally. What I was going to say was if you do decide to ask this person for their number, it has to come from a place of it truly doesn't matter what the answer is because yeah, I'm enjoying this, this interaction, which obviously is so much easier said than done. If someone, quote unquote, rejects you, though that rejection is, you know, it's small potatoes in the grand scheme. Yeah. But like I had someone ask me out at Zilker. Yeah. Someone that I was just walking and they saw me and they were like, hey, you're really beautiful. Can I take you out sometime? So you guys didn't talk? No, just like he just saw ran me. up and did it. Damn, dude, good work. And I was like, glitch. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I was like, thank you. That's that's actually really sweet, but I'm not really interested. And he was like, okay, it was nice to chat with you for a second. Yeah. And just walked away. And like, obviously, that's the ideal situation if both people are doing like the exact right thing that makes sense. I was also but going into it with the with a lack of expectation yeah. about whether they're 
their response is going to like make or break your day. Also, great advice. I'm going to add advice to guys. Don't do that. In the sense that <laughs> I was like holding my breath because I was like, please say you said no. Because I feel like start a fucking conversation with someone. That yeah, t- it was ballsy for if, sure. If so- but I also, like when I see that kind of shit, I wonder, I'm like, did you watch one of those pickup artist videos where they're like, just go up and ask 20 girls out? Mm -hmm. Again, you are very beautiful. But it's like, if to me, it's like, it's very Tindery. Like, if you're basing it, I just had to ask you out because you're hot. It's like. Yeah, that's not the way to do it. If you're both walking and like, stop and be like, is that your dog? It, it start talking, no. and then He's if there's a fucking on a leash, connection, I stole him from someone else. <laughs> but you know what I mean? For like sure. you can have a conversation to see if there is. Anyway, I'm just talking to the guys. Get something besides your hot. You know what I mean? Like get her to laugh first, or have something in common, or ask her one question. I would rather you ask her fucking directions, <laughs> um, and, yeah. and and then be like, okay, cool. Hey, actually, are you heading that way? Because like, I'd love to like walk with you. If you're, anything, yeah. anything. This is uh, good. This is really good advice. Okay, so wait, what is your line for? <sighs> because again, in this day and age, I. Um, what is my rejection line? No, 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 no. Like, if you were giving me advice, mm-hmm. um, and I'm having one of those cool conversations, right? A lot of times, I do the. Like, again, even my feminist girlfriends have, like, low-key been like, hey, I wish guys would stop being such fucking pussies. Because the times, and I made myself look good earlier, that I've been like, do you want to go on a date? We've already been kind of flirting. So, like, I know. Whether it's on Instagram or whatever. Um, But let's say it's a bookstore interaction. Mm -hmm. Um, My default is always in the vein of, Hey, I don't want to be weird. Almost like apologetic. Yeah. But like, this is really cool if you want. Like, it's very like, ooh. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I hate that. So if there is a connection already happening, would you say just fucking go for it and be like, hey, this is a really nice conversation. Do you want to just go out like just like that? I'm I'm trying to put myself in the position in this moment of what that would feel like. I think um, it's tricky because it's tricky. It's tricky because uh, I never have to do it, and so I feel for you, um, or I just never do. Yeah. Um, but I real I appreciate a direct. I appreciate I that more than anything. Do. I appreciate a direct communication because if they're direct, I can be direct. Yeah. If you say in a bookstore to me, hey, I've I've really enjoyed this conversation and I think you're really pretty, would you be interested in going for coffee sometime? I'd like to take you out. Yeah. If that's a yes for me, I clearly understand yep. that you are attracted to me and that you enjoyed my company yep. and I can say yes. And if I want to say no, I know exactly what I'm saying no to, yep. which is an advance, yep. a romantic sexual yep. interested advance yep. where I can be like, no, I'm actually not available for that, but thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, and then still guys, if you get that rejection, end it with a compliment as you're walking out the door, literally you can start fucking walking backwards and be like, dude, thank you for your honesty. I still think you're fucking awesome. And then both people can still leave feeling okay. And advice for the women 
don't make guys feel like shit for doing a really hard thing, which is to put themselves on the That's line right. and be vulnerable and ask you out. Don't make fun of them. Don't laugh in their face right. and don't be rude. Right. Like unless like if they're being rude to you, fucking. It's funny. I, I was about to but, get into my old feminist ways because one of the reasons that I've always been afraid to do that is because I'm kind of like, man, girls like let's say you work at a coffee shop. It's like that girl is probably getting hit on. Every guy probably thinks they're in yeah, love I with her. Yeah, I actually think that there's there should be a general consensus in society that you don't ask people out of their place of work. This is how I feel as Unless well. Unless you want to date your coworkers. Yeah. This is how I feel as well. <laughs> because I'm just like the, if you're it's bad enough women are taught to be nice and if you reject someone like you're a bitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like if they are in customer service, they're yeah, literally them. They paid can't to be nice to you. They um, literally cannot leave. Yeah, so I don't love that. Although, no, she ended up giving me her number. My first Great, Austin, re- my her. first Austin relationship was uh, a, 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 a diner waitress. Yeah. Um, and and we just talked and talked. I never flirted. She would come over and stand by my table, and we would just talk. And then one day, I was like, I think she's hitting on me. Um, and then, but she made the move because so I was like, I also was like, I like coming here to write. I don't want it to be fucking weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm certainly not going to ask someone out unless that is my last. If I'm out of town. And I'm like, hey, I don't live here. This is really fun. <laughs> You're like, if I don't live in your city, I'm happy to corner you at your place of work. <laughs> but well, if you live in my city, I will leave you alone. No, where I'm like, just she, in case she, I see you again. She doesn't have to worry about like me fucking going there and just like being like, hey, it's me again. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm only gonna ask you out at your place of work if I'm never gonna go there again. For I both of us. For for whatever reason, this makes sense in my head. If there's someone it's your barista, it's whatever. If you, because that person can't leave and you've cornered them behind the counter at their job, I feel like the only way that it makes any sense to quote unquote hit on them yeah. is to like write your write your number on a receipt and hand it to them and walk the fuck away I've done that. so that it's not That's awkward the for them if it's yep. no. That's the only thing I've done before. Then it feels sort of okay yeah. because they don't have to deal with you in the moment. Yep. No, no, no. I, I, God, I remember there was a time I did that. I feel like she did text back where I even wrote like no obligation. I don't, I didn't want you to feel weird about this. Do you want to go out with me? Yes or no? I, yeah, I think you're great. I have a blue check on Twitter. If you, (laughs) I just draw a blue, have a blue pen for the receipt, please. Um, Like, yeah, if you want to hang out, here's my number. If not, you were like, it was like a legitimate, the fact that it was actually so long is, was probably the red flag. If I just wrote my number, she probably would have been like, all right, cool. All right, great. So I still think I would still like, I think me and you can meet people in the real world. Just say, Hey, I'm Yeah. It, it happens. I actually, I uh, had a relationship a couple of years ago with a guy who ended up being secretly married, even though I met all of his friends and his Jeez. family, and yeah. none of them told me. Anyway, oh I made, <laughs> my relationship history is colorful. Yeah, um, I get it. But I made a pact with myself to never date anyone who I couldn't get a review for. Oh, so like, I have to have even a friend of a friend of a friend. This is good. Vouch for them because f- 
fuck that dude who was married. If anyone that I knew knew him, they would have been like, uh, yeah. married. I also, I would love, that's another old school way. If people are like freaking out, the friends, so I've started doing this. The friends in my life who I respect, so not just like some fucking comic, no offense guys, but like the married couples, my pastor, um, a girl who I'm like really good friends with. You're an example. I would love to date a person like you, right? Or a person that I vouch for that I'm like, I know this person. Yes. I know you. I feel like this could work. So what I have done, have put it out to people who I respect. And like, yeah, the old school of like, I had a really long relationship start that way where a friend was like, hey, I think this girl will like you. I think you guys will hit it off. Yeah, I showed I'm- up to the restaurant and I was like, she is far too hot. You're a bad friend. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. We dated for two years. Yeah, one of my best friends um, set me up with someone that she knew, and we're both from Boston, and so she was like, well, of course. I know you both. You're both from Boston. You're both racist. Yeah, we're 100%. (laughs) You're both racist Catholics. You both get really sunburned. (laughs) um, So she set us up, and we dated for like a year and a half, and then he got really drunk and angry and took a giant drunk pee in my Jeep. Jeez. So, yeah, Definitely sometimes, sometimes get the advice of your yeah. friends and have them set you up. But sometimes that's fair. Um, don't. That's fair. <laughs> fuck that guy. All right. One of that. I hope yeah. he listens to this someday. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, that Jason. guy. You're not allowed in my closet with the Brazilian. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Love you. Love you. Bye.